Welcome back to the Beyond Limits YouTube channel. I'm Jason, and I am here with the super cool K-State hat wearing Darren Eubanks. What's up, bro? Not much. How are you today, not, sir? Not much is up, huh? Not much is up. You're Just a hat. chilling, ready to go beyond limits, man. You're a hat and t-shirt guy, aren't you? I am a hat and t-shirt hey, guy. Let me do this real quick. Now I feel like we're on the same page. Yeah, WSU shocker hat. There we go. I don't I'm look shocked. as good as you do in hats, bro. You've got That's that, okay. uh, that super cool hip guy. Something like that. Look at that super cool youth pastor. I want to know I him. I can't talk about ministry things without it. Darren, so. you're such a cool dude, and I'm only 14. <laughs> Will you disciple me, bro? <laughs> awesome. So today we are talking about knowing God or experiencing God. And, uh, man, I really love this topic. It's near and dear to me because I think that, um, honestly, we have put limits on our experience with the Lord. There's so much, so many different directions that we can go today, but I want to hammer down on just this idea of, uh, in the scripture, we have multiple verses that talk about uh, knowing. So knowing the voice of the Lord, knowing truth, knowing this, knowing that. And there's two different words. One is a knowledge that is um, something that is perceived and then, and then understood. And then there's a knowing, and that word in the Greek is called gnosko. And there are certain scriptures uh, where it talks about knowing the Lord in a, in a gnosko fashion, which is an experiential knowing. The, um, the uh, definition in Strong's Concordance basically says, properly to know, especially through personal experience or firsthand acquaintance. Um, and so... It's first used in the scripture where Mary, who was a virgin, said to the angel, how will this be since I do not know or gnosko sexual intimacy with a man? So we've get this scripture where Mary's like, you know, how am I pregnant <laughs> if yeah. I haven't experientially known a man? Not and, and, and she's basically saying within sexual intimacy. And so I've said this before, but there's a difference between knowing about sex and actually having sex. There's a true. there is a difference between having a knowledge of sexual intercourse and then experiencing it. And so this is what we're talking about. Like, yeah. oh, you're using sex to talk about, you know, yeah, knowing yeah. the Lord. No, but seriously, that, that's the best I can put it. I can yeah. know all about I can go to Hawaii.com right now and I could read about Hawaii, I could watch videos, I could see images, and I can tell you all of the facts, the population, the landmass, what the mountains are named, this, that, and the other. I can tell you all about the weather and the climate, all the facts, and I can know about Hawaii, but until I get on a plane, and excuse my language, I fly my ass to Hawaii, and yeah. I step foot onto the island, I have not experienced Hawaii. And so I think, and this has been my experience in the past, that a lot of my relationship with the Lord had been just me learning about him and never actually going to know him in the That's way good. that Jesus talks about us knowing him. So there's a major difference between knowing about and actually knowing. And so I just, I want to throw that out there. I want to put it out there today. And my heart for this today is that people would look inside and they would take account and say, have I experienced firsthand the God that I know about? That's and good. that's, that's my hope. I want to point yeah. people to Yahweh to know him deeply and intimately. And unfortunately, I think we're in a time where there's a lot of 
uh, naysayers, I guess, that really encourage us to not seek after experience whatsoever. And they even they even lay some guilt and some some weird things out there. If you mm-hmm. if you talk about the experiences you've had or the feelings that you have about the mm-hmm. Lord, and they try to sway people away from going after the experience. And I will say there's something to that as far as, you know, we're... What if, are some you, of the things they say? So being involved, I mean, they, they, they label it a lot with worship, I've heard, the aspects oh, okay, of experiencing okay. a mm-hmm. worship service or experiencing mm-hmm. what I like to say, the presence of God or experiencing mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit w- working through me. And it's, it's sad because I don't know that anybody can scientifically explain what's supposed to happen to your body when you experience the Holy Spirit. But yeah, yeah. So I'm never going to be the type to sit, you know, to judge someone for their personal experience. experience. I think we're called to have discernment for yeah, sure. I felt, but I felt a warm presence. Well, where's that in scripture? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've had these conversations already on this where if we're going to only talk about the word mm-hmm. being a written form of relationship with the Lord then none of this stuff makes sense. And there really is, you want to talk about beyond limits. Well, that's the limit. If we're only going to talk about the written word as being something that we can go after and experience, that's the limit. What I can read is as far as I can go with the Lord, if that's the case. And I don't think that that's the kind of supernatural life that we're called to experience them's so, fighting words for many people. Darren. Let's go. So yeah, he's like, let's go. No, but, <laughs> but really for those who have, who have held on to that, that mentality that I want to get closer to the Lord. So I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to read my, in my Bible for one hour. Um, and that seems to be the, the primary thing that they do to then come to know the Lord. Like I just need to get in the scriptures more. I need to get in the scriptures more. I would say, and this is kind of my go-to example, but you can read about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides, right? Mm -hmm. Abraham on the mountain. He had to experience God providing a ram caught up in the thicket in order to be able to express and cry out, the Lord provides. That's right. It was birthed out of experience. So now we get a statement that Abraham made that the Lord will provide or the Lord Yahweh, he provides. And so then we could read that scripture and over and over and over and over and say, okay, scripture tells me that the Lord provides. Well, where was that truth born? It was born out of experience and it was written for us as a testimony. And then it really becomes reality to us the first time the Lord ever comes through in a clutch when we saw no other way. Yeah, And then he shows up and we're like, man, God does provide. And yeah. we speak that from a place of experience, not from a place of knowledge that, oh, I just read it. And so right. we can read scripture over and over and over and over and learn the nature of God, learn the, the his essence, his attributes and know about them. But it's a completely different world to go and then experience those. Yeah. To have that and happen I do f- to you. Yeah. I do feel like I'm always in a position especially talking to you for some reason where I have to justify, I actually, I'm okay with reading scripture. You know, trust me, I love the Bible. And I, yep. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying oh, like, yeah. for some reason, I feel like there's pressure to like have to 
No, I'm, I'm not telling you to stop reading the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dude, it's, I, I it's do a hard... believe in it. But like yep. what you said, the only reason that this word has legs is because someone experienced it. Someone exactly. experienced God's power. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes this a living word. And so when I'm reading scripture, I'm actually reading someone else's testimony. Mm-hmm. But the power of this book allows me to read this and then say, do it again, God. Mm-hmm. I'm declaring this word over my life right now. Do it again. Yeah. And it's yeah. not just come through for Paul like you came through for Paul. No, it's like come through for me <laughs> like you came through for Paul, right? Otherwise, what's the point? But apparently the way that he came through for Paul is the way that he comes through for people. And it can only ever happen Amen. in that way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah. Yes. What's interesting it, about that stance. It better look like that. What's interesting about that stance is if we look at scripture and we expect that the way that he moved in the past is the only way that he'll move now, and you want to talk about contextualizing scripture as to not misinterpret it, well, then the next time I'm alive in the first century Christianity and yeah. I need to heal the guy at the at the gate, then yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? So I like, right. you're basically saying that I have to put myself back in that context in order for that to be able to happen to me. That's right. And that's just kind of ridiculous. And yeah, and, but anyways, I'm not here to, I don't want to bash. Yes. The, it, it's, it's, it, it, to me, it's absurd. I'm sorry. It, some yeah. of these things are absurd and I like to bring them up, but the point is like to point, the point is to point, right? right? All of scripture, it, it is testimony. And when we shut the book and we read about who God is, we have an idea, but then it's to say, Lord God in heaven. And you cry out. Yeah. And then you ask, I want to know you. I want to see you. Who is this God that created the heavens of the earth, the heavens and the earth? And all of the scripture is that he has revealed himself to people experientially. Moses experienced the burning bush. Um, You know, Ezekiel experienced this vision of getting the temple. John experienced this revelation. Well, he had Christ in the flesh, but then experienced this revelation. Paul experienced the road to Damascus, right? Peter experienced sitting in front of Christ, eating fish, and Jesus saying, do you love me? It's all experience. It's all God revealing himself to man and saying, I want to know you. I want you to know who I am. Also, this is relational. It's reciprocal. And so he says things, he does things, he sends people, he sends angels, he causes miracles. He, I mean, he makes donkeys talk like he does whatever he wants to reveal himself to mankind. So we have a book full of God revealing himself to men. And then we, we say, go and know God. And you're like, well, let me go read the stories about him revealing himself to men. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't believe that this book was written prophetically, like, which I do, I believe Mm -hmm. that when Paul is sitting down writing these to the church, that he's believing that, that, uh, generations and centuries later, people are going to be reading this Mm. again, not remembering the experiences that Paul had, but believing that the Holy spirit, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of us and, and can do miracles in 2020. Right. You know? That 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 experience can be mine, but then and more and in context for who I am and what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I actually believe that those experiences become ours through faith. So we can talk about that too. But that's what faith <laughs> is to me. Faith is, you know, seeing that great hope and making it mine right now. That's what faith mm. is to me. 
Yeah. That's interesting. So let's look um, real quick at one scripture. I know that you have a couple also, yeah. but John 10, 14 through 15, just is, this is where Jesus is saying, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me as the father knows me. And I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. So Jesus makes a correlation between his knowing of the father so did Jesus just know about God or was he there with him in the yes. beginning in yeah. him and by him coming full of an experiential knowledge of the love and the concern of Yahweh for the people? And it, so much so he knew him firsthand experientially so much so that he said, if you've seen the fa- if you've seen me, you've seen the father. I am a representation of his heart, his mind, his will in the flesh here before you. That's the kind of relationship that we have. And so Jesus is saying, my sheep know me the same way that I know the father. Right. Not just having known about me, but knowing my heart, knowing my mind, knowing my will. We have the mind of Christ. Scripture says it's a completely different kind of no. It just, it has to be. That's good. That's good. And I love, so I've got one of my favorite verses is Ephesians 3.19. And in this, the context of this is Paul, being the apostle that he was, is building up and encouraging the body of Christ. So he's speaking to the church. We are that. Today, we are that church. And -hmm. he's talking about spiritual growth. And so I love how he's talking to them about spiritual maturity and how that looks like knowing the love of Christ. And in that same, it's that same Gnosko word. And I want to read just a little bit here. Yeah, go He for says, it. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And then verse 19 says, may you experience, this is actually the, I read out of the NLT. Hmm. So th- this one actually uses the word experience, experience there, but most translations use the word no. No. May, may you know the love of Christ. It's that same Gnosko word. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully that you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Mm. So to, to know the love of Christ is to have the fullness of God. To experience Christ's love is to have mm-hmm. the fullness of of God. And I love that verse, especially yeah. when you break it down, like we're, like we're trying to do today. Yeah. So I'm in the ESV and it says, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Yes. So, yeah. so wow. it even uses the two words That's and good. says that there's a knowing that surpasses a knowledge. Yep. So that word knowledge is something that you consume and then imprint into your brain. That's good. So like, oh, I know about the love of God. I've heard about it. I've you, People have testified about the love of God. How else do we know unless we read somebody else's testimony? That's good. Right? Because he yeah. first loved all these other people, and we get testimony after testimony after testimony of God's love yeah. in their lives. And so he's saying, I want you to know that love that surpasses knowledge. So I want you to experience a love that is more than you just having heard about his love for other people. That's good. Yeah. And so it takes us in and takes us into that. And so I've heard people say this before. They're like, man, you know, I know God is love. I, you know, they say, I know God is love. Yeah. They even (laughs) use the statement. I know God is love. Like, I I know you've experienced that love. I know he loves you. You've told me, you know, that you love him. And man, I just don't know that he loves me. 
And it's because they're trying to use their brain to grasp it. And they've not yet had some sort of experience where they've had the overwhelming love of God take over their heart, mind, and spirit all in a moment to where they say, wow, man, you, you know, there for a long time, the David Crowder song, Oh, how he loves. Yeah. That was such like a a banner song for a lot of Christians and, and churches for like a long time. And it was one of those like ugly sing, ugly cry songs for me where I'm like, Oh, how he loves me. Oh, you know? And I'm like this ugly guttural crying out because when I'm singing about the love of God and I've experienced it and I'm proclaiming it, it's coming from a place of experience. That's the only way that I can sing that and, and proclaim it is because I'd experienced it. And so it's such a, 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 um, a good song because it was articulating what I'd experienced and it resonated with me and not everybody can say they have that. Yeah. And I love, I love that translation you read where it has both know and knowledge because to me it's like, because mine says, mine doesn't use the word knowledge. It says it's too great to understand fully. So Paul's basically saying you can know the love of Christ and not understand it. Hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah. You can know his love Mm -hmm. and not even come close to understanding it because it's too great. Yeah. And so what we then tend to do as human beings is I'm going to understand it fully by mm-hmm. getting in the word, by reading every day, by, and if I miss out, if I skip a day or whatever, I'm going to feel down about it and I'm going to be mm-hmm. beating myself up because I mm-hmm. missed an opportunity to know his love mm-hmm. and it's just not the way it is. It's not mm-hmm. how it was written. That's not what Paul, I believe that's not what Paul expected mm-hmm. it to be written or to, to be read like. Yeah. Well, think about this, Paul. I mean, think about the cross of Jesus Christ. I I was immediately thinking about that. Like we all know what Jesus did on the cross and people will say, well, look at the cross and such great love was on display on that day. And see, I could, I could be a radio (laughs) preacher, Um, you know, such great love on display on the cross. And they'll tell you all about it and why it was such great love and the sacrifice and everything that went into it. And they'll tell you all the words. And then you get Paul who's like, for I have been crucified mm. in Christ and yeah. I no longer live the life I live. I live in faith of the son of God who loved me and died for me, who yeah. loved me. So he's saying, I believe the love of Christ on the cross because guess what? Wow. I've been crucified with yes. him and yes. I understand what that love is now because of having been crucified with it. Yeah. So it takes it from Jesus died on the cross for my sins to Paul saying, for I have been crucified with Christ. So Completely good. different testimony. Can yeah, you imagine? He's actually, he, dude, he's actually, he's actually saying, he's, he's saying that I can fully appreciate the cross because I too was on that cross. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I can appreciate what, what this, what this all yeah. means. And, that's good. And, that's and where, where's the, where's the roadmap for having that experience in scripture? Yeah, that's, that's you good. Know, where, what was he doing when he came to this realization? He experienced somewhere in his heart, mind, spirit, soul, whatever. He's meditating on this stuff. And all of a sudden he's like, wow, I have been crucified with Christ. And this is that's now good. my testimony. My experience is crucifixion with Christ on the cross. And now this is my testimony and I'm speaking about it. It It's good. It <laughs> From a place of experience. It's so... Yeah. So how do we... You know, how do you coach somebody or implore or um, I, I want people 
to go from knowing about to actually knowing to experiencing mm -hmm. just don't have the knowledge. The knowledge is good. Yeah. It, it serves a purpose, but until Proverbs can... actually says that knowledge will puff you up too. So if mm. that's something that we're seeking after, yeah, there's something about getting swelled up with knowledge that I think you totally lose sight of the experience part of it. And yeah. For some people, that's okay, I guess. That's what they're going after and that's what they're going to experience. But hmm. it's not good enough for me. Like I don't, I don't want a relationship with anyone that I can't like experience mm -hmm. life with. Yeah. It's not a relationship unless mm -hmm. we've experienced something relationally. <laughs> unless I can relate. <laughs> yes. Right? Unless there's some sort of experience. Yeah. And I just think about this. Um you know, with my, with my wife, um, it's easy in, in that relationship to talk about, like, I love my wife and I like to be with her and I like to go places and do things and have conversations and eat meals and hold hands and, and, you know, whatever I like Ew, to gross. be with her. Huh? I said, Ooh, gross. Ooh. Yeah. But imagine if I was like, you know, do you, Jason, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife to have and to hold blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I'm like, I do. And then like, you know, congratulations. I now pronounce you man and wife, kiss your bride. And I kiss my bride. And then I leave the chapel, leave the church. And I go and I start looking up my wife on Facebook and saying, Oh, I really want to learn about her. What, what, it, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I just don't ever see her in the flesh again, but I can read everything that's ever been written about her. And I call a bunch of people and I'm like, Hey, tell me about Kim. Tell me about my wife. Hey, what was or, your experience with her? Or you just encourage your wife to read the vows over and over and over again. And so I like, never do anything your, to fulfill them in your marriage moving forward. If she's ever questioning your love, you just, just hand her this read the vows. written script of your vows, babe. Yeah. Here. Here, this, yeah, I, this should be good enough for you. I wrote this. Take this is my yeah. word. Oh, yeah, snap! Good. I wrote this down for you, and so yeah, I'm gonna love you. I'll see yeah. you later. That's yeah, good. it's just it's just kind of crazy, man, to me. And I, yeah. So again, the question was like, how do we encourage people to that? Like, what's the next step for people? And they're just saying, okay, yeah, like I know a bunch of the scripture, but honestly, I can't remember the last time I heard the voice of God. I can't remember the last time I've felt any kind of like presence. Like, I don't know what that's like. I don't know that life. Well, to me, it's, you know, I, I believe Jesus came to renew the minds of the people. And so I think there is a, a mind shift. And I love, I love the Beyond Limits title of this channel hmm. because it is, yes. to me, we, we put limits on our, on our way of thinking. We put limits on our mind. And I'll hit it again, especially if we're only going to say that you can uh, move in this supernatural life by reading a scripture or reading multiple scriptures. Mm -hmm. If that's the limit we're putting on this, I believe we're missing out. It's called a, he's a supernatural God. <laughs> this is a supernatural yeah. life. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage people, here's the deal. I have no problem telling someone to question what they're thinking, mm -hmm. to question what they've been taught, to question what they've learned in church, in their home growing up. If you're strictly standing on your parents' testimony, mm. it's it's time to launch. Mm -hmm. Like it's time to experience mm -hmm. what what Paul says, the fullness of God by experiencing the love of Christ. And if you don't understand that, this is a perfect time to to think differently. This mm -hmm. is a perfect time to to question if 
if the relationship that you think you have with the Lord is not leading you into a place of supernatural experience, I don't think that you're going about it the right way. And that's not a harsh condemnation thing. That's just a, we can't sit here and say that the same God that, that saves our soul from (laughs) eternal damnation, that's a very supernatural thing. Yeah, for sure. That's a very, if we can believe that, if we can believe that, you know, confessing the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior saves us from hell Mm -hmm. for eternity, then we should be okay with understanding that he wants to walk his children, his sons and his daughters Mm. through an adventure of a life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every step of the way. Yeah. And so as we were prepping for this, I I wanted to, to go over this second verse that I had. Sure. As we were pre- prepping for this, I didn't know if this verse, like the Lord gave me this other verse. And I was like, man, I'm curious if it's that same Gnosko word. Mm. I'm curious if that word is, is the same. And it's Matthew 7, 23. I think we've, most of us have probably heard this verse where it's, I'm, I'm just going to read it. Yeah. It says, anyone who listens to my, te-, this is Jesus at the uh, Sermon of the Mount. And it's just chapters of him giving like the greatest sermon we've ever ever. known. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in, uh, I am not in the right place. Oops. Sorry. Find it. That's after that. I'm good. Sorry. Not everyone who calls out to me, (laughs) Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. This is Matthew Mm -hmm. 7. Uh, mm-hmm. 21 mm-hmm. on judgment day. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. And this is seven twenty three. but I will reply. I never knew you mm. get away from me. You who break God's laws. So that's the verse that came to my, came to my heart. And I'm like, I am really curious if Jesus just said, I never experienced you get away from me. Wow. And I lo- I dug into it Ooh. and I looked and it is the same Gnosko word. Dang. I never knew you, Jesus mm. says. Wow. I never experienced you. You. You wow. never allowed me to come and experience life yeah. with you. And, he, and and then he says, "Get away from me." Yeah. And nobody wants to hear that, but I promise you, if we don't allow him because it's easy for us to say, man, I want to experience life with Jesus. And Jesus is talking to his kids, his sons and his daughters. I want to experience life with you. you. Mm. It's so good. And you know what that translates to? Because it's, it's like, well, what do you do? Man, it is as simple as saying, Lord, here I am. Yes. I want it, to know you. It, it's, you know, if you have a little bit of time to go do some study, look up the Hebrew word Hineni. It's H-I-N-E-N-I, um, Hineni. And this is how, when the Lord called out to some of his servants, that they essentially stood at attention as though a commander were calling to attention soldiers, soldiers and saying attention. And then they would, they would say, here I am. That's good. Like, here I am, send me. Isaiah did it, you know, um, yep. Abraham, or excuse me, Moses, uh, to the burning bush. Here I am, yep. um, being there and presenting themselves and saying, here I am, Lord Samuel, uh, God to Samuel, 
speak for thy servant is listening. And so presenting yourself to the father in such a way, you're saying, here I am. You say what you want to say. You tell me what you want to tell me. I'll do what you want me to do. You're saying, yes, Lord, you're agreeing before you even know. And you just present yourself and you say, okay, what is it? So that scripture, what's really interesting is that Jesus says, those who do the will of the father. And when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, um, to pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name. Um, what does it say? I just uh, blanked on the Lord's prayer. <laughs> our father who art <laughs> who in heaven, heaven hallowed be the name. kingdom come. Thy, thy kingdom done. come, thy yeah. will be done. Oh my gosh. That's the most important part. Yeah. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Scripture tells us in, in Romans 12 to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God so that we may test to see what the true and perfect pleasing will of God is. And so as we're offering ourselves to him and we're testing, we're discerning the will of God. How do we do that? By the spirit in us. It's the spirit in us that cries out, Abba, Father, we're the ones as children, we cry out daddy and there's relationship, there's communication in order to receive the will. We have to listen. I don't pray. I don't, I don't prayer vomit a bunch of words to learn the will of God. That's so good. That's not where that comes from. It comes from listening, which is a reciprocal relationship, spirit to spirit, supernatural. We talk about supernatural. It's not, you know, that whatever it's that it's, Deep calling out to deep. It's spirit calling out to spirit, and we're communicating with the Father, and we're saying, Lord, and he's saying, yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh, man, he just he just said something back. Yeah. You know, what else do you want to say? It's good. And, you know, he rewards those that diligently seek him. You know, he it's draws good. near to those who draw near to him. That's it. Believe yeah. in our heart that he does that, and then we go to him, and we say, here I am. And then that's how he experiences us. Hey, I, I know you, you came to me in prayer last night Yeah, and you know so me good. because I said this to you and I saw it fall like a seed into your spirit. I mean, dude, it's yeah. so good. Love it. Well, and I love that. I think you, you mentioned it earlier about my sheep hear my voice, you know, yeah. there's a very, a very intimate relationship And in that. The cool thing is when you, another experience part of this is I grew up on a sheep farm. And so when I read these sheep Verses it really means something because I understand that's cool the the relationship that the shepherd has with the sheep with the sheep that's cool most man. most if a stranger walks into that pen if if you're someone who doesn't work with those sheep those sheep scatter mm. they do they scatter and they're afraid of that. wow when the when the shepherd the person who works with the sheep the person that mm. has an intimate relationship with those sheep steps into that pen they actually gather. Mm-hmm. And they come and how, because they know they're about to get fed. They yeah. know they're about to get that, that intimate touch with yeah, right. the person they and know so I was so going to well. say, how does that yeah. closeness happen? It Or how does, yeah, how does that happen? It's by being close. That's right. Right? It's like your rod and your staff, they strengthened me. Well, the rod and the staff did two different things. And, and to get That's the good. sheep into the sheep pen, each one was inspected before they came in to make sure that, you know, they, yes. they weren't right. sick or they needed, you know, they didn't have the, the earwigs or whatever they had and to, and they were intimately expected, Hey, let me get down in the deep crevices of your wool to make sure right. that you're not bringing any parasites into the sheep pen. Let me pour oil over your head to loosen those up or to ease the bites. And I mean, that's, it's getting close. It's that's allowing good. the Lord to search our heart, search our mind, search our life, pour oil on those wounds to so bring good. us healing. I mean, it's all there, bro. It's so good. I love we can it. go days. 
That's good. I love it. Awesome. We Any need final thoughts? to know him. We need to know him. Yeah. If you don't feel like you know him, get, is Gnosko Lee a word? Gnosko Lee? <laughs> Gnosko Lee? I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, we made it up. If you, if you don't feel like you have that Gnosko relationship with the Lord where you're experiencing his presence, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, let's ask those questions. God, do I know you? Mm, do you know so me? Good. Have we experienced each other? <laughs> if not, do I really have a relationship with you? Yeah. I'm not talking about dying and going to heaven someday. I'm talking about experiencing this right now. 80 some years that I get to live on this planet. Am I doing it so in an in a intimate way with the person that I call Father God? Father, yeah. It's so good. Uh, me and my buddy Casey, we used to joke all the time and, and we'd say, we, we would hear some truth about the Lord or get hit with some revelation and we're like, bro, do I even know him? Do I even like, bro, am I even <laughs> saved, man? Like ask the I question, do I even know him? Like, there's a scripture that says, you know, test yourself, make sure you're of the faith. Like, yeah, dude, you know? And so anyways, I, people say that that's the scariest verse in the Bible where it's like away from me. I never knew you. And I think it's the most beautiful verse in the Bible because it's an yeah. imitation. Perfect yep. love cast out all fear. I'm not afraid. I want to know if that's it. I want to know you and I want to know yeah. your will and I want to do it. That's the good shepherd saying, let me in. I want to know you. Mm -hmm. I want to experience you. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. All right. Beyond Limits YouTubers, hit the like, subscribe, share, bookmark, do all the things. Tattoo it on your forehead. You know where to find us. We will catch you next time. 